What's going on, everyone? Sinistralis here, and welcome back to the Sinterview Podcast. We are here on episode 8, I think. I could be so wrong with that, but I'm pretty sure it's 8. It's hard to remember when I do this once a month. But anyways, we have, of course, a new guest here this week. We have um, the, the Superior. He has 265 followers on Twitch. He is a growing creator. He is. He's just, he's just good at what he does, honestly. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you, thank you for the compliments. Uh, we're we're kind of chilling. I'm just kind of been, just kind of doing whatever. Uh, vibing all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So so of course, um, for anyone who doesn't know exactly who you are, just, just give like a quick introduction on on like yourself and like and like what you do. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I'm a superior. You're streaming on Twitch. Uh, primarily just like gaming content, mostly fighting games. Um, I play. Primarily at the current moment, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Guilty Gear Strive, and Melty Blood Type Lumina. Um, kind of like at the moment, just super trending towards Melee. But uh, outside of that, I do do some single player stuff. And kind of like as I, as I kind of transition, I am planning in the future on uh, doing like music related streams. So I've done two already where they've kind of been just kind of like chill discussion like things. And then another thing is um, I want to get into speedrunning. So that's uh, generally fighting games, but I'm kind of branching out, thinking about doing some other stuff. Yeah, just, just getting ready to, to dabble into some other types of content. Yeah. Figure out where you can pop off the most, honestly. Because mm-hmm. that, that's something that a lot of people do, is, is they'll figure out like where... like they see like is doing the best i guess i I don't Mm. really know what words i'm actually looking for here (laughs) um yeah just going into just streaming in general what what made you end up starting starting streaming because i i know that you haven't been doing it for like too too long right um i streaming is like at least in terms of like I have been like streaming. The first time that I pressed the going live button is somewhere mid December of 2018 or 2019. 2018 or 2019. Oh my God. Is like, but then it was just kind of like chilling. Like it was like, it was like kind of like college was a bit stressful. And I kind of just wanted to do like other, like streaming was kind of like a way to like, have an excuse to just kind of like chill out and like do some other stuff. Like I had like kind of been thinking about like streaming for like a little bit. I thought it was fun and I wanted to kind of do some kind of like content, but um, like I was really, really hard focused on music for a while, for a long time of like, just uh, like when I was in college, cause it was, um, I started streaming the end of my first semester of college was when I first started streaming. And so I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I think that I can make at least a little bit of time for it. So basically from then up until COVID, I was kind of on and off because just my stream schedule was just like, it was like, I could really only stream a ton on Saturdays and that was it. And even then, that wasn't even guaranteed. So my stream schedule was super inconsistent. I was just, I was really, I was doing it for fun and just kind of like the the break it was kind of like giving myself like a scheduled break away from music and practicing trumpet and practicing other stuff and just kind of doing general life things 
And then around the time COVID rolled around and we were all kind of under lockdown, that was kind of when I started to do a lot more. And that was when, like, I started to kind of, like, lock in of, like, okay, like, streaming more consistently. Like, I streamed, like, basically, like, from lockdown to now, I've, like, consistently been streaming about four days a week, where before it was, like, anywhere from zero to one to, like, maybe two days out of the week. Yeah, definitely having that more consistency of streaming 100% helps. Um, Also, not currently being enrolled in school, so I just have more time. Yeah, not not being in school 100% helps with that. Like, the funny thing is, like, I also started in, like, I think it was technically second year, but it was, like, first year of, like, a new a new program that, that I was in. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, it was, it was also music-related. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, college is, like, one of those things where, like, you have to, like, try to balance, like, a social life as well as... If you're wanting to stream, streaming, getting your assignments and stuff done, it's okay. it's a goddamn nightmare. Dude, college, it was it was it was rough. Like that was uh, <laughs> like I remember like telling people about like my college schedule, and it was like every single semester having eighteen units, and people are just like, "Why?" And I'm like, "That that was what they that was what I was supposed to do." Like the like. The music, like, at my school, it was, like, there was just, like, basically up until, like, second semester, like, your junior year, you're there, like, advising you to just, like, max out. They're just, like, just gay, you know, it's, like, oh, you got to do this, 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 and this, and it's just, like, oh, yep, and then they put you in, like, three ensembles, and, you know, it's, like, oh, where'd all my time go? What what's time at that point? Jesus. Yeah. As soon as you said eighteen, I was like, no shot. I there's no possible way that I could manage eighteen different classes. Well, I mean, it was like, it wasn't really classes. It's like the, like the units. Oh, yeah. Of classes, so it's like okay. Counting ensembles, my first semester, I had counting ensembles. I had ten, I think nine. And then second semester, I had, like, 10. Okay. Um, Sophomore year was... And I think, yeah, like, uh, both semesters of sophomore year was 10. And then... And, again, this is, like, counting ensembles. So it's, like, seven or eight classes, generally. And then two to three ensembles. Okay. So... And, if, yeah. So, so it's probably safe to assume that they went to school for, for music, then? Yeah, I was... Uh, I went to school for a trumpet performance. Yes. Okay. That's actually kind of sick. Yeah. So... So you're like, you like you like playing your trumpet and whatnot, then, right? Yes, I really, really like trumpet. What What is your favorite thing to play on your trumpet? Um, generally, like honestly, I'm not entirely sure how to answer that question because I just really just want to just play. It. <laughs> like I was like, it's like really weird because, um, I guess I could say like if I was to like go like again like the thing. Like, you know, they ask you the question of, like, okay, what is, like, the main thing that you see yourself doing? Like, some people, they're like, oh, I want to play in, like, 
the state orchestra, like LA Phil, um, Oklahoma Phil, New York Philharmonic orchestras, or stuff like that, and like those kinds of like big name orchestras. That's like purely like orchestral symphonic music kind of thing, or like people want to do like a Gordon Goodwin big fat band, or just any kind of like jazz oriented thing. And then some people go into like hit orchestra slash like studio field, and that's kind of where I that's kind of where I was like my biggest thing was was like being in the studio and like playing for like movies and video games. That was kind of like the big thing that I wanted to do, but also. I just really liked also doing those other things too. Like I really just wanted to like play and I didn't care what I like what I could play. I was just like, okay, whatever you put in front of me, I'll do it. And that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to play trumpet. That was really it. That wasn't anything in particular. <laughs> I'd say like generally, um I think I'd probably be like super duper uh biased towards like either like big band jazz stuff or like kind of like what you'd expect out of like superhero movie orchestra stuff. Okay. Like specific kind of like superhero movie kind of stuff. I really like a lot of that like that kind of stuff. Those are those are always really fun stuff to play. Gotcha. Um, the the funny thing is, like every single time I think of trumpets now, just just because of of my fiance Kate, um, there's like this one like DJ she she listens to that always incorporates trumpets into his uh his songs. His name's Timmy Trumpet. And, okay. And like it's actually kind of fire. I'm like, <laughs> that, I'm like that trumpeting is kind of it's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I saw him live when we went to a um a festival and he that ass brought out a trumpet and everything. I was like Yeah, that's super sick. I yeah. was like I was like that's that's actually insane. Mm. Um so so of course you, you ended up mentioning um a bit earlier that, that like the main thing you do is like is like fighting game wise. Yeah. Um so I just wanted to talk about fighting games for a little bit. I'm personally not that experienced with fighting games. You, you and I have played. You know how terrible I am at fighting <laughs> games. I click buttons. That's it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Exactly. I, I mean, I played. I think it was Street there's Fighter. Wrong Street that. Fighter Five. I just pressed every button and I won. <laughs> so that counts for something. Um. So. So how did you get yourself introduced into like fighting games? Um fighting games uh cuz there there's like two halves to this. There's like me as a spectator and then me as a player. Me as a spectator goes all the way back to 2012 when I saw a video that randomly popped up in in my recommended and it was an Armada combo video. Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers Melee Armada combo video and i was like yo this is sick <laughs> and then it was like you know like there are tournaments for this game like you know it's like it's showing like tournament highlights and stuff and it's like oh there are like tournaments for this game and stuff and you know at the time i was like you know i just want to watch it like um that is like that's like one of my favorite games of all time is Super Smash Bros. it just it's a game that just looks so good in motion to me and i'm like i'm definitely like a super like visual kind of like person so i'm just like man like this game looks so good in motion, and I like I really like to see the game. So I was like watching tournaments for the game and stuff, and like, and then from there it was the next game that I saw stuff for was Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom Three, and um, 
I have like played like I've like played the game for a little bit back in like um like I've I own I own a copy of the game and I would play it with my friends a bunch. And I played a team of like Zero, Wolverine, Amaterasu, which is like not a super good competitive team. Like Zero and Amaterasu are like cool, but like Wolverine doesn't necessarily go that well with the two with the the other two. But um like I remember looking up a tur like looking up stuff uh about Amaterasu, because I was like my favorite character of the three to play. And a guy named Marlon Pie shows up who's like him and somebody named Fullstream. It, I I always like mess up his name, and I'm pretty sure it's Fullstream. And they were two Amaterasu players in Marvel's Capcom, and then I started watching them and I was like, from there it just kind of like from those two games is where it started, and then kind of as it gone, it just kind of spread it out. It like spread it out, and I started finding out about like other games. You know, watching Evo. Evo generally has eight to nine games in it, so you know you're just like, oh, like look at the other games, and like you learn about like Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue and King of Fighters and stuff like that. But um, generally for a while, I kind of like stayed within just like the sphere of, in particular, Smash, and then like just like enjoying traditional fighting games. And, like, you know, I still, like, owned a fair share. It was, like, uh, around 2015, I bought Skullgirls. Um, I had, uh, I had owned Street Fighter V for a little bit. Um, and then right before I, like, got super-duper into, like, grinding the games, I had bought Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle Dragon Ball Fighters. But um, the game that, like, started me, like, grinding was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. It's like a game that came out around the time I started streaming. Actually, it was like a few weeks before I started streaming. It was like end of 2018, mm -hmm. and um, that was kind of when I was like, you know, like wanting to like grind, grind out the game. It was like after a while, it was like okay, like you know, like I've been watching a bunch of these games, and like I had gone to like I had gone to a few tournaments before. This is kind of like for fun as a spectator, and uh, Austino and I. It was like, you know, Austin, yeah. where it's like we went to two tournaments closer, like close-ish to the end of Smash 4's lifespan. And like just mostly as like spectators, but, you know, we kind of like went to compete, went one and two, oh and two, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of like chilled. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, when Ultimate came out, I really liked the game feel. And I was like, yo, you know, I was like, oh, I like, you know, I want to put some time in this, you know, like, we put some time in the game, and we are just going, and we went to the first, like, six, seven months of Ultimate Lifespan, we went to, like, five tournaments. Uh, and, like, kind of, like, chilled and, like, did some stuff for that, and then after that, school picked up, and it was hard, and after, but, uh, from there, like, you know, even if, like, not competing and stuff, it was still fun to grind. Me and Zolly play, like, grind out a bunch of games and stuff, and, like, at first, it was, like, just us, so, you know, it was, like, um, was us one other friend like in smash we had austino and then we had another one of our friends randy on like traditional fighter side where like he'd play like dragon ball fighters with us and stuff mm -hmm. but like generally it was kind of like the two of us because the other two were like super busy and like while me and zoli were also really really busy our schedules kind of happened to line up more so than the other two and so we just and like we so we just kind of like kept playing and playing as we went on yeah i i believe i like first met you like through 
obviously been streaming, but I think he was streaming um Ultimate, and then then you, you'd end up popping it in call and just like playing some like fighters and shit. I I think I think I, I remember that. Oh yeah, like being yeah. in uh like being in the EG call and like yeah. while Ben streaming, we're going yeah. Yeah, it, it'd be like you guys, and then and then Twinkie got in the mix, of course, because yeah, because because he loves his fighting games as well. He's like. Like in EG in general, before you, Austino, and Zolly showed up, it was primarily, I think, just Twinkie playing the fighting games. No one else wanted to get in the mix. Yeah. I, I I would try to every now and then with them, and then I'd be like, dude, I'm just getting clapped. I'm tired. Time, <laughs> time out. I am so done. <laughs> um, so. So so when did when did you end up meeting like Austino and Zolly? Speaking of which, um, I mean we just we went to school together. Austin in particular, um, in seventh grade, we had like the same like science class, and that was when we met, and we've just kind of been chilling ever since. Uh, like throughout middle school, it was kind of like um me, him, and another one of our friends. We were kind of like us three hung out a ton for uh like throughout like middle school and um zolly i like i like knew of his existence like since seventh grade but we honestly didn't really like we've like known each other but we didn't really like talk and become friends until like three or four years after it was like our 10th like 10th grade where like um we like that was when he got into jazz band and then like our fifth period like jazz band was fourth period our fifth period it was like right next to each other so we just kind of would like walk to fifth period together we just like talk and then eventually we just kind of like became like good friends like we we had a mutual friend in like in randy we had a mutual friend where like i was like we were like he like those two had like childhood friends like actually like fucking fetus whatever and like I, like, met Randy, and we talked a bunch throughout middle school and, like, into high school and stuff. But, um, like, we just kind of, like... But even though we had that mutual friend, like, we didn't really talk, like, to each other until mm -hmm. then. And then from there, we've just kind of just hung out a ton, just hung out a ton you know? Just, like, a bunch of us, we just hang out. Okay, yeah. Like, I wasn't sure, like, if it was, like, a through college thing or, like, through, yeah, like, no, Discord like, through, or anything like, like that. high school, like, we went to school together. Like, um, gotcha. Austin was not in band, but Jacob was in band. Jacob played trombone. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, just, he was in band and I'm also there, you know? That, that's just how it works, right? It, yeah. It, I always find, like, as soon as you get those, like, handful of friends from, like, high from like high school and whatnot those are the ones that end up sticking around the longest because i literally have two two three friends that um that i still talk to from high school but i don't talk with or fuck with anyone else from high school yeah uh -huh. like they're like there's definitely like that i feel like for me there's like a slight it's like a slightly larger amount of people that i definitely like i've like known and i'm like you know i like I message you, Abby, but I mean, like in terms of people who I regularly talk with from high school, mm -hmm. that number is not very big. There's like people who I like can talk to, and we know each other, and like it's super chill, and we're like, yeah, no, like, let you know, we can go like hang out or whatever, as if like nothing happened. But it's like really like Zolly, Austino, and then there are three other people. One, Randy, who I've mentioned, and then two others 
who are like that like group it's like us that's kind of like that group of people that it's like yeah i know like always like i'm generally talking to a decent amount pretty often yeah of course so i'm just gonna quickly get back into like just like competitive um gaming just like in general because because of course you went to tournaments and whatnot for for smash bros um what was there any other tournaments that, that you actually went to for fighting games or or was it just um, only smash in like it probably person wasn't. in person only smash ultimate okay. however um there were kind of points in time where I did play in other tournaments, I am not nearly as good as tra in traditional fighters than I am at Smash. And especially as I was at Ultimate at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I've, like, played in other things where it's, like, um, I did, like, a 2v2 tournament with Jacob where I, you know, like, where neither of us were as good at Skullgirls. So, you know, we just kind of got body, but we did it. Mm -hmm. um, I did a tournament for... Um, cloud 805s the cloud series or the content series depending mm -hmm. on when uh you know when you talk about it uh for dragon ball fighters i did one of the i did one for those and then super like but it's like so like all like you know a bunch of online tournaments and then very recently i did um a bunch of on different online tournaments for guilds gear strive um there was like a solid like week it was like a seven days in a row where i did like three or four tournaments Jesus where it Christ. was like I did like um it was like TGS open, I think it's like the gaming station or whatever, which is like a weekly that was um I got bodied. <laughs> I got bodied. Um I think I went like one and two in that one. Uh there was Bamboo Battles, which is like uh a, one of the panda, like panda is like one of like the orgs esports orgs out there that's like really big into like smash and fighting games and a global right is, yeah yeah um they have bamboo battles i did it was like i did that one within that week and i got like i think like set wise i think i went five and two which is like way better <laughs> and it was like what 25th out of like 155 for the weekly it was like it was at like the beginning of the game so it was definitely like a decently big event mm -hmm. and then um like at the end of that week i did fight back strive which is like um oh it was like a smaller tournament ran by munio scyther who um runs a tournament of like the same name but for Skullgirls. girls he wanted to do one for strive and i did that one where i got fourth yeah i got like fourth <laughs> um and like i've like uh he's had two more that i've participated in both and i got actually i think i got fifth in both of those yeah i mean top, know, top, ten, top 10 is pretty nice <laughs> yeah it's like those those are lots of other things it was like uh a rather around like 20 in each one so it was like fourth fifth and fifth out of like 20 ish yeah, that's not bad um so you didn't mention uh pan panda global there there for a quick sec i just want to quickly hop into something that you've obviously probably most likely already heard about about the whole nintendo partnering up with with panda global i can see that smirk on your face already and 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 the fact that they ended up mentioning i think they said did they say something about tournaments for for 
for melee coming or yes it is um yeah it's tournaments for it's like a it's a north american circuit for ultimate and for melee. or i'm not sure if it's a circuit but it it's either a circuit or just like a string of tournaments for both ultimate and melee that are sponsored by nintendo of america and just to get into how i think about it um it's very 50 50 because as much as I trust the people over at Panda, and honestly, even Nintendo of America is generally about the Smash scene. It's just, it depends on how much, like, the quality of these events will determine how, like, is super dependent on how little say Nintendo has. Mm-hmm. The less say that Nintendo has, the better these events are probably going to be. The more say they have, the more tragic they might be. Just straight up, because, funnily enough, Nintendo of America does not have very much power in when it comes to Smash. It, they just don't. They mm-hmm. don't. Even though it says Nintendo of America cease and desisted this event and that event, it was not Nintendo. It was not actually nintendo of america it was nintendo of japan telling nintendo of america to cease and desist the event because that is the english-speaking branch so it's the english-speaking branch that's going to talk to those people but like Mm -hmm. nintendo of america is fine with it you know it's like well like you know they're not obviously they're not going to openly state it but it's decently known um throughout where like nintendo of america is perfectly fine with turning a blind eye it's just nintendo of japan isn't which Mm -hmm. it sucks but that's just kind of how it is like japanese game devs definitely have a bit of pride in their works which isn't necessarily a problem they have every right to but because of that kind of pride-ish sort of thing in their work it causes that's like oh like you know we don't want anything that isn't our vision put on the game for a lot of japanese devs so mm-hmm. that's generally why things like slippy things like pm now project plus generally get they're trying to like a hey, yo get that out of here yeah i uh i definitely find it difficult like especially with like nintendo because of like the, the same reason that you mentioned because because mainly like nintendo japan telling america to do whatever but like every single time i end up trying to upload any sort of like react content to like a trailer or something like that even if i like pause it like every now and then it um i always get hit with a a copyright and it's like ayo i'm every like every single time while I believe it was when Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Let's Go Pikachu Eevee were dropping all their announcements. I would end up like reacting yeah. to it and like discussing it, and then not like e- even before the video is actually live, I end up getting shot. I'm like, okay, I'll go, yep. uh, I'll, I'll just go fuck myself. Like, yes, yeah. no, it's like it's it's super hard. Like all of that like copyright stuff. It's yeah. um. Like, it's hard to, like, work around, and it's hard to kind of, like, even as, like, a... It's, like, weird. Um, When it comes to copyright, like, I won't really get, like, too much into it, really, but it's kind of, like, things where it's, like, you know, you can do this thing sort of thing, where it's kind of, like, 
it's hard to kind of work around like what's fair use and what is like actually copywriter, mm-hmm. what company, you know, like the company kind of trying to bog down. Cause like, especially when it's like an automated system as well, like the automated system can be rough on you too. Oh my God. It's like, there's that there's like the manual copyright. It's just, it is really, really, really hard to work around copyright as a like content creator like a like as like a youtuber even you know with like dmca on twitch yeah like it's a lot easier with dmca on twitch because you just you know you just don't do the thing but yeah and generally when it comes to like a lot of like the react andy stuff like again like they don't really get on it like they do on youtube Mm mm-hmm they don't really get on it. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can do the live react on Twitch. You know, even if you leave the VOD up, they're not going to shoot it kind yeah. of thing. It's like. Yeah, I feel like it's because on YouTube, of course, there's like more eyes that go to it. Because like, yeah, because like on on Twitch, it's not really. People don't go through like VODs, honestly. Yeah. Like, people I, don't, like... I have never met a single person that intentionally goes into someone's vod just to just to watch a stream yeah no and i mean uh that's actually like and i mean anybody could like correct me but i think that's kind of why they don't is like with a youtube video when you post the youtube video it's there Mm -hmm. so what happens is you know you don't want people to go see this content creator using the video when they can go look at your video mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, it's like, why do you want to go look up this person's reaction to the this presentation when you can just go watch the presentation? Sort of yeah, exactly. And, and like, what I remember when the whole DMCA thing became, like, a huge problem just, like, amongst Twitch in general. Uh, the thing is, like, because I went to school for, for music business, I kind of get why there was a bunch of dmca strikes and whatnot um but i personally want 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 to hear your input on it because you also have like that that music background um i don't know like i okay so it's like it's really funny because like there there's two sides to it because like there's the because this is and this is also the same thing with youtube copyright thing of like I probably I, I would say that I have two things to say about this, but like the first thing is like there's kind of like two sides to it where it's like the uh again the you should go just listen to my song and or like you know go listen to the song or whatever like that's my song and you're making money sort of doing this and so you know blah 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 or like again with the react thing why are you listen like why are you looking at somebody's reaction we could just go look at my video you know or like. Mm-hmm that sort of thing and it's like people kind of profiting off of other people's stuff where it's like i kind of you know i kind of get it and then there's the other side where it's like oh what if it's like you know you use it as marketing so before dmca um you know like if people were play a song and they liked it they're like hey what's that song and then you tell them and it's like oh you know they go look it up themselves sort of thing like that's Mm -hmm. a real thing and you know it's kind of People are kind of giddy. Like a lot of uh, companies are kind of getting that, not necessarily with uh, music, but with um, other kinds of content. And then, you know, a lot of esports streams are doing companion streams and generally stuff like that. They're having a lot of streamers 
promote things. But um, also, one thing that I heard thrown around a lot in terms of the uh, DMCA thing that made me laugh because what I hear on the music side and what I hear on the streamer side are hilarious, where it's um, people will say, hey, these people have so much money but they are going to DMCA your stream because you're making money while listening to this song. And I just want to say that, man, who are you guys looking at? <laughs> yeah. Who's, who has a bad bank over there? Cause like, like it's like to keep it a massive, to keep it a full stack. It, there is like making money in that industry is just, it's hard. It's hard, and it's like the way and the way that you do it, the way that it happens, and just general, there's so many different weird logistic things, and sometimes it just leads to pennies and not really what people would think with with how popular and how much of a medium music is and how much you may actually be making off of some of this stuff. So, I mean, yeah, no, there are some people who are making Mad Bank, and yeah, you know, it's whatever. And also, a lot of the time, it's not even their choice. It's specifically the agency that is, like, over it, or, like, the people who produced it, mm -hmm. and, like, the record label itself, and not the artist who probably doesn't care, and they just want them to listen to the music. Like, there's, like, those people who are, like, producing it, and stuff like that, like, they're not making that much fucking money. <laughs> they're not. I, they're, they're really not. There's not a lot mm -hmm. of people in the music industry that are making a ton of money. So whether or not it's scummy or not of what DMCA is, people might want to get it out of their heads that people are just, that the music industry is swimming in money because they are not. <laughs> yeah, pretty, like, like, that's, like, like, that's like, it. I've, like, I've been sitting there and I've been hearing people say that and I'm like, man, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i wish yeah like um, like e like i also have like a semi-musicish background i used to do like rap music when i was like younger and like throughout some of college or whatever still dabble yeah. in it like every now and then um but like it, like as soon as the dmca thing started it, the immediate thing that went in my head i feel like i, I might have tweeted it out or talked about it at some point but I was like, it's not even nine times out of ten when you get copy copyright strike for DMCA and whatnot. It it's it's nine times out of ten not the artist. It's always like the record label, the agency, all that other stuff. Exactly, yeah. like like you mentioned, because like I could literally go to my um my DistroKid account, which is what I use to get my music everywhere. And I can tell you right now, there's probably less than five bucks in there over the span of like couple years yeah like like the only way that like artists are like primarily making money like like their main revenue streams is a hundred percent like merch and, and live shows those are the two big things for them yeah, the, live shows are massive yeah the, the music makes you the like the least amount of it really yeah no it, it's actually it's really funny like this is like and this is like a fun thing about music versus content creation because they're very they're very similar in that regard of yeah. like um and just kind of in general where you have your like main thing 
sort of thing. And then from there, you kind of have to branch out in ways, whether or not you, it's like big branching out where you do radically different things, or it's like little branching out where it's like kind of different variations on the same thing. So again, like as like a musician, say if you're like a rap artist, because for me, it's way different of like what I would be doing, say versus what they're doing, where it's like, you know, they make the music and it goes out there and yeah, they're getting money. And honestly, you know, they're, for like the big 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 artists they are definitely getting enough for a living wage to do that but like really it's like oh hey live show coming up got a big tour and like you know they have other stuff or even you know buying the music like buying physical the discs like dvd Mm -hmm. like any kind of like physical disc or whatever also is honestly not that much money but that's still like a decent source of thing or like any kind of like outside content related to that as well is like generally the thing. And I mean, honestly, like another thing that's pretty big is like radio, like just putting the music out there on like Spotify or whatever, like unless you're like super huge is like, it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, say if you have it on the radio, say if you have it on a commercial, say if you have, you know, again, like a live show, like those, that's money. Mm-hmm. That's like, and then even if like, you know, again, those things by themselves may not be that much when you put it all together, that's when it's like crazy. It's like, you have to kind of like put yourself out there and like, it's, it is a grind. It's a grind. It's a grind. It's It's a hustle. It's, it's a lot, honestly. Like, like I've, I've had like radio interviews and like had my music play on the radio um but but like a lot of the time it like especially for um musicians making money for music there's a lot of different like not it's not agencies what's the word i'm thinking of royalties yeah the, yeah royalty the, yeah the royalty. different type of royalties that like they can like sign up for to like be able to get like a little bit of knockback like if it's played uh-huh. on radio yeah, and that, that, that's, that's another thing to talk about is royalties. That's actually, that's uh, another huge thing. Because that is, like, that's truly kind of, like, if you know how to finesse the contract, you know, you're gonna, you can definitely get a little more out of it as well. If you know kind of, like, what all that stuff means and, like, understanding what you want the royalty fee to be, like, kind of, like, how you want, like, the royalties to, like, do sort of thing like you know you can kind of get a nice little check out of that as well yeah you know? exactly like like when i when i worked in toronto i worked at a, a company that, that dealt with royalties i'm not gonna say mm-hmm. which one or whatever like it was yeah. like a, a specifically like canada one and and pretty much what would happen is the radios w- would send their radio log of like what what all was played we'd make sure that like it's a it's a, a legitimate song by doing like our own research on it yeah. And that, and then it would just go into a um, a file so they know like how much they should be getting paid or and all that. It's it was mm-hmm. a super interesting process. I d- I didn't like it because it was so brain dead, but I I, wa- <laughs> I was introduced to a lot of music. Yeah. But like, luckily, luckily enough, like because I have like my music business degree. I have I know I have like enough knowledge about like each each um aspect of like the music industry because I've had courses on it um like I know how a record label works I know how the royalties work Mm -hmm. 
I know how getting funding, paying artists, tours, merch, all like the whole nine yards, like that that's what that course taught me over the span of three years. Yeah. And and just understanding that definitely helped me understand the DMCA stuff a lot more. Cause I feel like anyone who like doesn't have like any sort of like background involved in like music just like in general they probably wouldn't be able to understand what the big deal about dmca is yeah and honestly the other thing is like whether or not like the and also like this isn't even really a like yo dmca is good like you know lay off this isn't about that like this was like not like a hey like we shouldn't be saying whatever about dmca like hey guys like protect the artist blah 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 protect mm-hmm. the regular like it's not necessarily that it's not necessarily about that but it's like you know it's like kind of under like you know when you understand it a bit more like for me whether or not you think dmca is bad or whatever honestly i do want to play i you know i want to play my fucking tower of power playlist <laughs> and all my big band stuff on my twitch i do you know and i mm-hmm. also i don't care if i don't because i you know i have the video game music playlist which doesn't get shot yeah, um I- you know i was just like but uh whether or not you think it's like scummy or not, I'm just gonna say that watch where you know where you put like labels on things because, like, again, there is not as much money as you think <laughs> over there in the music industry mm-hmm. for uh, for you to be saying that they have money to throw away from DMCA and you know, whether yeah, it just no. doesn't work like that. That's really Not what this is. It just it doesn't work how you think. <laughs> just, yeah, that's really what this is like. That's what this conversation is about. Is it does not work how you think, and it's just like you know, exactly whether or not you think it's good or bad or whatever. Like you know, just kind of be careful about what you say because it might be incorrect. <laughs> yeah, like like I like as soon as it dropped and I saw on Twitter everything, I was just shaking my head. I'm like, come on, you guys are getting mad at the wrong people here. Yeah, no, and I mean, like, I get it, mm-hmm. but also, yeah, no, like, it's, like, might be getting mad at the wrong people a little bit. A hundred percent. Like, like, all the artists that, like, they think is, like, making hella bank, it's because their record label made a deal with them to give them X amount of money. But, yeah. But what they don't understand is, is in those deals, they have to pay back that money. Or, yeah, that was something I would say, like, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Like, yeah. again, it depends. There's a ton of different types of contracts mm-hmm. that you can like do that partake in yeah like that have uh, like different things like we, like honestly we could like keep going for like a while just talking about every little different thing about the music industry and like like who gets what and and like the whole nine yeah. yards and honestly, you could probably tell it. You could actually tell it better than me. I don't have. I, I like definitely don't have as much music business experience as mm-hmm. you do. Like my a lot of my music knowledge is definitely within the music and analyzing and breaking down that kind of thing and just in general being a player and a performer, not necessarily on the business side. I know a bit. Yeah. I know quite a bit, but like not definitely not as much as you. Yeah, like like that is honestly one of the reasons I chose the program that I went for because like because of course I mentioned earlier at the time like I was I was trying to be a rapper which obviously yeah. being white and stuff that doesn't really help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like people can do it, people can do it. Like, 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 it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> but like if you spitting, you spitting. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like the main reason was that way I understood like the whole 
back end of everything and whatnot. Because I actually almost got scammed hard mm. when I was like a bit younger. Because apparently someone from Capitol Records or some shit ended up emailing me and being like, yo, um, we want to get you signed and whatnot. And... And then we, and then I figured out that it was a scam, and I told them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting away from the music talk here because I feel like some people are probably might be a bit tired of it. Um, I'm personally not, but um, of course, with like since like I've known you anyways, you've gone through like a bunch of different games. Um, and you did mention um. They were wanting to get into speedrunning and whatnot. I feel I feel like one of the bigger introductions to you into like a speedrunning situation is almost like the Kingdom Hearts to ran- randomizers that that they guys have been doing a lot of. Yeah, and by a lot I mean like three every day <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, so we played a lot of random. <laughs> so so what ended up making you want to do do? do the uh the ra- the rando stuff because like i know that we we've talked um before like, like off off camera and whatnot that that you're like kind of a sucker for uh kingdom hearts anyways yeah no, i'm big kingdom hearts fan but also um a big uh link to the past randomizer fan as well um like link to the past was kind of like one of like the first like you know obviously like you know you have the Pokemon randomized, but in terms of like the like the style of like you know like the Link to the Past, Kingdom Hearts, Metroid, mm-hmm. like where it's like it's progression. It's like you know you have to get like certain like all of like your progression items are randomized. Blah blah blah. Um, I followed or like around 2017, 2018, I was heavily following Link to the Past randomizer and. I didn't play it because I didn't set it up. I just, I didn't have time to set it up. Like in, in high school, like basically essentially before I started streaming, my free time was playing any random game, whether or not it be Smash or just whatever with friends and practicing trumpet. And at the time in high school, sax. So I also play sax as well. Which where are, it's like, it was, um, which, which? I have, okay. I, I know what you're going to ask. I'm yeah. sorry for cutting you off. Right, I have. Good mostly tenor sax that was like what i started learning but i also have an alto sax and a soprano sax as well okay that, yeah. that was that's actually the question i was going to ask um what um what, what which sax do you prefer definitely tenor i like i really like the sound of tenor more a lot of like the sax players that i really like um are primarily tenor like in terms of like the stuff that i like to hear them on are primarily tenor stuff and then like uh it's just the one that I've been playing the longest, so it's just the one I'm the most comfortable with. Gotcha. I I've been a um, I think it was a tenor. Yeah, the uh, the, I was a tenor sax player when uh mm-hmm. in high school. I right. I was okay at it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. Um. So we're we're gonna hop into one of the uh the little games that we have here because we have a few different segments that we do actually have to get to um because we're we're already like almost 15 minutes in so um so this game is one that i've been playing every single episode it's called one has to go so pretty so essentially how it goes is all, all this three things in a certain category that 
that I that either I know you well in or, or that I think you know well. And you have to pick one that stops existing. Okay. So 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 this one we are going with um fighting game franchises. Okay. So your options are Guilty Gear. Alright. Uh Fighters and Smash. Which one would have to go? All yeah. And, oh, that's and, actually and for, oh, and for Smash okay. it would be all the Smash Guilty yeah, Gear like, all, all like whatever yeah, yeah okay. but but fighters it would literally just be fighters that was the only one oh uh, that's uh, like oh uh, that's actually unless you want to count in like the Budokai and all that other stuff but and uh, that would be mad hard because it's like Smash is definitely like my favorite games to play and um we'll probably get into it later because I think it's a part of a question but has two of my favorite iterations of characters yeah in terms of to play and um sort of thing dragon ball is like just like it's just my childhood like i just <laughs> it's like dragon ball is just one of those things that i have just grown up with and it's just something that has been a part of me for so long and then guilty gear i have not been a fan like you know i haven't been a fan of guilty gear for that long in terms of me playing the games i've watched some of the games and they you know it was hype to watch a bit of evo and like combo mm -hmm. breaker and like any kind of like tournaments that had the game but i mean i didn't follow the game or really know anything about the characters until very 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 recently like basically like end of 2020 to now is like basically at this point uh, essentially about a year that i've like been super into guilty gear but it has Emilio, which is like a super sick character. I think I would, I think I would get rid of Guilty Gear. I think that that would be the one that has to. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I like. I might. I might get rid of Fighters. I'm gonna keep it a black. I might get rid of Fighters. It's like it's between Fighters and Guilty Gear. I'm uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get rid of Guilty Gear. Oh man. Damn. <laughs> that was hard. I, want... I really, I really, really like Milia as a character in Guilty Gear. It's like her, a lot of like her like movement and stuff. Like she's definitely like a me kind of character. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, you had to pick one, so I didn't, I didn't give you much of a choice there. It's, it's pretty much a gun to the head situation. Pick yeah. one is gone. But yeah, fighters like just like Dragon Ball in general definitely hits me with like nostalgia every single time. Like even though a lot of the games are are pretty much the same it tells the same story just in a different way or in the exact same way yeah but i'm always like dragon ball z yay dragon ball bro <laughs> give me like that dragon way. ball and it's so funny because dragon ball is something that i would enjoy but i would not enjoy as much as i do now if i didn't grow up with the show like it's just oh yeah 100 percent. like i i remember when i was younger and like I th this was before high school for sure. I can't remember how old I was, but like I was watching Dragon Ball Z like all the time. Every now and then I would see Dragon Ball on TV, but it'd be like super late at night, so like I barely saw that. Yeah. And I remember getting like I think it was like two DVDs of Dragon Ball GT, which I know is not canon, but I I fucked with it. <laughs> Dude, I mess with some GT. People feel some type of way about GT, and 
is it that good? No. But is Dragon Ball Z and Super that good? No. <laughs> <laughs> so look, 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 look. It's for the enjoyment. Dragon Ball is a fun franchise. And yeah. honestly, GT was fun. I it was fun. Yeah, like like I I found with GT, like I was pretty okay with like most of the sagas. The only one that I was like eh about was I think like the first one, which they were literally just looking for the Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm. So that so that one was kind of mad. The Super Seventeen, yeah. the Baby, and the uh, Shadow Dragon sagas were all super fucking sick. Yeah, I think for me, I'd say like oh, like of those, my least favorite is probably Super Seventeen actually, and then. <laughs> But uh, honestly, like again, like when I like look at Dragon Ball, I'm like, man, like you know, was it was it fun? Was it a fun watch? Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, because I mean, like super, super. I will tell you right now about Dragon Ball Super is that Dragon Ball Super, up until like episode like ninety something when the Tournament of Power starts, Dragon Ball Super is not that good of a show. As much as I like the movie retellings, I I lo- like or as much as I like the movies that the show retells. I would just watch, like, generally, if I was to rewatch Super, I would watch the first two movies and then start the Universe 6 Tournament arc. Universe 6 Tournament arc was a super fun watch, but it's cap as all get out. And same thing with Zamat, like, with uh, the Future Trunks arc, is that it's, like, a fun watch, but mm-hmm. it's so bad. That one's garbage. So <laughs> Future Trunks, it's, like, it's horrible. But was it fun? Yes. Yeah, I found... And then Tournament of Power was just fun as hell. Like, it's oh, yeah. just... Tournament of Power was absolutely insane. Pe- like, so many people love that, and, like, it brought so many banging characters. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, I can agree with you for, like, the first, like, two sagas, like, the retelling of the movies. Like, I would I would 100% just watch the movies again. There, there was no... I found that there was no point to make it into a, um... Like, different sounds like that just say it's canon and fucking call it a day honestly mm-hmm. um what'd you think of them actually making broly canon though um i mean um well first off to actually like and actually this is funny because this is like gonna be like in part we're talking about the first two movies as well battle of gods and Resurrection f Generally, the reason why a lot of people do this, and I, you know, you'll see this re- re- literally this season of anime with Demon Slayer, the Mugen Train arc, mm-hmm. where even though they had this movie that was extremely successful and they like people loved it, it's kind of hard and like jarring for some people to, you know, go from season, you know, season one of Demon Slayer, and then you have the Mugen Train arc, and then you see season two of Demon Slayer. But it starts at the Entertainment District, which is like the next arc after Mugen Train. Mm-hmm. And so it's like for certain people that's super jarring. Some people may not know that it's a movie when they're binging it at first. Yeah. If they like are going in without any knowledge to uh, like with other things. Like a lot yeah. of times anime movies are generally considered non-canon. Um, so when you kind of go in or like it's like a standalone film, like uh, like A Silent Voice or um, the other one that people like a lot um uh, spirited away so yeah i mean like like ghibli yeah. movies and stuff yeah it's like ghibli films spirited away and stuff like that I, your name that was the one i was thinking of like um and so like uh that's the reason why super went in that direction i'm pretty sure it's just kind of like streamline those things i mean they didn't really have to because it but uh you know <laughs> they did and it's you know it's whatever um but in terms of super broly 
you know, it kind of comes into that and just kind of like, you know, slaps me in the face because I don't even think there's a, like, there, there's probably not going to be an anime adaptation of Broly if the super anime comes back mm-hmm. and there's no manga adaptation and they just kind of just, you know, Toro Taro just went whoop and just continue doing with what he was doing in the manga. So, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, that takes what I say and just kind of is like, hey, you know, whatever. But, hey, I mean, if they, if he ever writes it at some point, uh, it's fine or whatever. But, uh, I think it's fine being canon, having a Broly rewrite. I mean, as big and muscly and powerful as Z Broly is, he, that's it. That's his entire, that's, this is just That's it. his he personality. Just, he screams Kakarot and punches things and he's, you know, that's what he does. And yeah. he is, at this point, far too underpowered to be considered anything after, especially after Bio Broly. Yeah. Like, um, you know, between like Broly one and Broly two, like Broly movie one and Broly movie two, it's like okay. And honestly, funnily enough, there's like an argument that he just like stays around the same power if you were to like power scale it because it's like adult, like it's like Gohan, like going around Super Saiyan one, Super Saiyan two, when he's like kind of around the same power slash weaker than what he was when he beat Cell, which is like. Gohan, like Goku, Gohan, Vegeta, and Trunks were like Super Saiyan one around Cell, end of Cell Saga kind of thing. So it's like he's like around that level. And if like from losing to Goku there to like coming back, then he doesn't gain that much. It would be funny to kind of like write him in a way where he uh just gets jacked all the way up to uh where they are now. So completely rewriting Broly, actually giving the dude a character and like a backstory. And like, kind of giving him just like some new stuff. I actually mess with heavy. I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I definitely really enjoy the fact that they did did that re did the re re. I can't I can't even say it anymore. I'm not even going to try. You, you guys know what I, what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I 100 agree with like the Z Broly situation. He's he literally screams Kakarot and punches things. That's literally it. That He's that big. that is his personality. He is big. He punches and yells Kakarot. Um, but but we are going to hop into uh some Twitter questions here real quick, just because I'm literally just looking at the time and oh my god, I, I'm not even going to think about it right now. <laughs> um, so the first question is uh from Brightwolves. He has a three part question. Of course, great question. This is um, a great question, by the way. Yeah, first question is, why is audio such a bitch? You know, he just kind of, it's funny because, like, earlier today we played some Mario Party, and honestly, we, it's, it, it's, it was hilarious. Audio, it's just audio. We, we love him for it, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a running joke where it's like, uh, if, like, audio and Bright will, like, hang out, and then, like, They'll like randomly post in like the rando chat sometimes or like come into my stream chat and be like, oh, writes a bitch or audios. Like they'll just kind of like they've just kind of been going back and forth. So that, you know, it was like a fun question. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of just how they are. And I and, and I yeah. always I always get a good laugh at it. Like, like literally in that random group today, I just see a bunch of shit. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I love those two. I love those two. They're great. Yeah. Uh, so second question here is. um current favorite fighting game to grind and which character do you like the best in that game um 
definitely it will always and forever be super smash with this melee for the nintendo gamecube i love that game and peach is my friend um just in general when we talk about like one of your favorite characters in a fighting game period because like you know he asked like in that game but honestly mm -hmm. like melee peach and also ultimate peach are just two of my favorite designed like 1v1 characters just like period i love those mm -hmm. characters they're so sick they just float around and they do stuff and you can just you can like and it's funny like you know i was gonna say it's like you can like move on people but you know you can do that in ultimate but like in melee peach is a lot slower you you could definitely move on people but she's like um she kind of like tends towards like a different kind of like way that i like to play because generally i play rushdown characters but i play mad lane I play. I generally play characters with like lots of movement and like good rushdown, mm -hmm. but I like play super lame. I'll like try to position. I'm like using a lot of that movement instead of pulling up on you. I'm like trying to like position and like waiting for you to like do something and then I pull up as opposed to just like just forcing myself onto you sort of yeah. thing. So like um. I can't really like they're like Peach doesn't really have that kind of option at all. She's like a super tank. Like she's like like in that game she's more like tanky where like she has like the tools to reposition and like schmove on you in a way of like the way that I do play the game just kind of in a different fashion of instead of pulling up you're like trying to like bait things or like move around in, in kind of like a way that's like very creative which I super dig. Mm -hmm. But um she like isn't like a like glass cannon like she just kind of like explodes. She kind of does sometimes because being a floaty means you die off the top a bunch. But generally, she's like a super tanky character that's like decently heavy, can survive for quite a bit of time, and forces scrambles. You just sit there. She's like a lot of people call her the trade queen, where she just kind of like you. It doesn't matter because like if you get hit, if you hit them too, and you guys just trade because generally it's a peach favorite trade. Mm -hmm. And like she has funny funny scramble tools of just like two frame jab where it's just like if you're scared you just fucking press that button and it just like stops them it's just like a jab check real quick and then you have down smash which is like a six hit smash attack that in that game is really really stupid <laughs> where it's like the way that the move was designed is so that you really only are supposed to hit it once and they go flying but what happens is, is that if you, like, hold down and you, like, directionally influence yourself, like, down towards Peach, you can get, like, multiple hits. So you can get, like, two hits off the down smash, and, you know, like, generally it would only do, like, 15. But, you know, if you can get, like, two or all six, it goes from, like, 40 to, like, 60 <laughs> to explode. You know, but uh, that, that character, both characters are super fun. And uh, another kind of, like, super fun... Uh, character like i love a lot of the melee characters um melee falco melee fox um or characters i like a lot and uh if we were to talk about like my favorite iteration of a character outside of smash it's probably either guilty gear accent core milia or guilty gear strife milia right now so milia yes <laughs> milia but like though like those two characters are quite different but i i really i like she she's a fun character yeah um so the last question from bright oh my god there's too many questions <laughs> uh favorite and least favorite kingdom hearts world can be from rando or just series in general um okay so favorite kingdom hearts world is hard because i'm honestly i'm like i'm not sure there's like a few worlds that i like and um 
I think that like uh, Kingdom Hearts. I'll start with like my least favorite because that one's kind of easy, and it's like I don't like it, like, and this was like mostly just just because of Rando, and it's like <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Two Space Paranoids or Kingdom Hearts Two like Olympus or even Agrabah. Actually, no, I hate Agrabah more than Olympus. It's like either Cage Two Agrabah or Cage Two Space Paranoids. Fuck both those ones. Space, um, space, another sorry, Space Paranoids is the uh, the Tron world, right? Yeah, the Tron world, the okay. Tron world. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, Cage One Agrabah can also just go disappear. <laughs> I like. I don't remember much about Cage One because it's just been a minute since I played it. But man, that world is capped. But um, my favorite worlds. Honestly, I have a lot more worlds that I like than dislike. Because I mean, I think um. Say, like, you know, if we talk about Kingdom Hearts 2, um, I do, like, and this, again, purely from, like, a rando standpoint, I think the tower climb is really fun, so I like the world that never was. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I like Hollow Bastion, except that was on our list. Um, I like, um, that's probably, like, those are probably my two favorite worlds from, like, 2, are, like, uh, world that never was, and HB, almost, like, purely, like, world that never was purely from a rando standpoint. And then, like, Hollow Bastion and, um, uh, what other world would I think of? Honestly, uh, I dig, like, Halloween Town and LOD, honestly, too. Like, they're, like, in Rando, both the worlds are kind of whack, but, I mean, I, I like Mulan and I like Nightmare Before Christmas, so, I mean, I just kind of, like, partial to those worlds. And yeah. outside of KH2, um, I really like dream drop distance world that never was and dream drop distance symphony of sorcery world um birth by sleep h birth by sleep uh radiant garden it's cool has a has a good theme banger theme and um kind of mixed but i actually i like uh i like running around in um k kh3 um kh3 pirates okay is fun as well. Yeah, I'd probably say, like, right now, those are, like... I'd say, like, my favorite favorites are, like, um, definitely, like, just Hollow Bastion in general, honestly. Just kind of, like, even, like, KH1. So, like, um, KH1 and 2, Hollow Bastion, and then, like, Birth by Sleep, Radiant Garden. I like that world a lot. Yeah, like, for, for some reason, when I first played KH2, I, like... One of my favorite things was like that thousand heartless fight, just just because I found it like so interesting and the fact that like a thousand models. It's like actually respond. a thousand heartless. Yeah. I think it, yeah. like I think it's super sick in terms of like the story wise and the fact that they actually make you fight a thousand heartless. I actually really like that, but I mean, I, I'm honestly... Rando has kind of ruined that fight for me when you're like <laughs> getting what like if you don't have like combo master magnet burst or you don't have like once more and you just like your defense set is garbage and you're just taking laser, you just die. I'm like, oh nah. Yeah. Slog. but i mean actually thousand heartless is actually a super cool fight though like yeah. out like in like in vanilla when you take out like rando like my like i just have rando brain because i've just the past hundred times that i've played kh2 is fucking rando <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> not vanilla <laughs> yeah what i think i think the, the thousand heartless just like in general amazed me just like thinking about the fact that like they had a thousand heartless models all in one spot and on the fucking PS2. 
Yeah. You know, there I were corners cut for that, but you know, of like when you're first time. looking when you're first looking at it, you're like, man, like I'm actually fighting a thousand heartless. That's crazy. But you know, and then and then yeah. like you realize it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's definitely there are not a thousand models yeah. active running around at the same time, and yeah. it's just but there like, is still there, a you lot. do have to fight a thousand like there's is a thousand, and it's just like, you know, it's cut they're down. just kind of like little like 2D cardboard cutouts until it's their turn and they, they come in when it's their turn. <laughs> yeah. High type beat. Like Yeah. It is pretty cool the how they design it because it's like uh it's kind of like proximity based in a way where it's like, yeah, they're like those little 2D cardboard cutouts, but like as you get close to them, it's like then the other mm. ones become 2D cardboard cutouts and then these yeah. ones become real type beat. Uh, oh it, no it's funny it's funny yeah, e either way it was like still like a super fucking sick thing to see mm. um so we have one more question from chocolate chip pancakes and it is what is it in particular that makes fighting games speak to you on such a high level versus other genres um this question is hard to answer because honestly like i uh a lot of genres kind of like speak to me in that way i feel like again like i'm like mostly known because of fighting games and yeah. i mean they are like a lot of the times they're like the games that i play the most especially now where it's just like uh like i'll answer the question where it's like you know um i just enjoy the grind mm -hmm. really like i enjoy the grind like if you knew me like in high school like I didn't, like, you know, I'd spend, like, a decent amount of time, like, hanging out, but, like, I was grinding trumpet, and it's just, like, that, like, that sense of improvement, and it's, like, you set the goal for yourself, and then you accomplish it, even if it's not that day, and you're frustrated that day, but you come back the next day, and you work at it, and then in about, like, a week, you get it, you're like, yes, kind yeah. of thing, where it's, like, um... You know, it's like you kind of have that like breakthrough where it's like, you know, like that sort of thing is just really good. And I just I'm I am like, you know, they uh Core Gaming has like the video about like the, you know, the innovator versus the honer. I'm definitely far more of like a honer and I'm just like I'm there and I'm on the grind. Like I'm um for me, like I'm just there grinding. Like I there was definitely like up until recently where like obviously we won't get into it, but um like I kind like I took like a bit of a break from trumpet and I came back, but I mean before that break, I like basically played trumpet for like almost every day, minimum like four hours, five hours. Jesus like, minimum. Christ, minimum. That minimum. was that was my that was my life. Jeez. My life revolved around my however expensive instrument. <laughs> that i played all the time that was like it that was my thing though. like i was like i and i did like that was like that's just what i wanted to do really it's it's what i wanted to do and even now like even though i don't have the same sort of like mindset of like you know i want to go into trumpet performance i've changed some, like i've like changed my mind a bit since then that i still just like want to play trumpet it's still one of my favorite things on the entire planet and so it's just like that feeling of satisfaction and of improvement is just it is a powerful punch of dopamine to my brain no matter yeah. what kind of thing that i'm doing and that's why and it's like and this is it's just like general like fighting games give that to me and also like the person to person is just fun being able to like 
move around on people and it's like not an AI and it's like a person who like can see my things and like do it and it's not a bot and they're like playing that two player game is sick. When you play the two player game and you guys are working off of each other and trying to like counter what each other is doing and adapting, that's super sick. But I mean like really like honestly like the biggest thing for me is like it's like it's just the grind in general and that's like another reason why i want to do speed running but also why the question is like weird for me at first where it's like you know the question is what makes it shine over other genres where i mean truly like a lot like fighting games i don't even know if like fighting games are like my favorite genre they might be like it (laughs) probably is but like you know, my favorite game of all time is like an RPG and like a lot of the games that I play I play a ton of platformers. And it's like another reason why I want to speedrun. Like speedrunning is another grind thing. Like that, mm-hmm. like I I feel, you know, like I kind of want to grind and like play like a 3D platformer, something like a Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Hat yeah. in Time. Like I'm kind of like partial towards those games as well. Like my favorite platformer is like Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I'd love to play that game. To, like I don't know what game I like would speed run, but like I am a fan of the grind. <laughs> and just that's really it. Just start speed running the uh the the Smash Brawl story. <laughs> speed running subspace, bro. I mean maybe. I the funny thing is like when I was like first starting getting into like speed running myself, I was actually speed running the original Smash Bros. on the sixty four. Pretty sick. Yeah, it was like all character three stock normal and uh-huh. like my pb was like just under three hours i think yeah it was it was rough <laughs> yeah no, that's like that's like super sick though but, you know i kind of want to like i want to like get in and i want to like feel that kind of thing for like something else as well and it's kind of like my my stream like i've kind of like talked about it where it's like shifting a bit more towards like speed running and obviously like the music streams where it's like I probably, like, there's going to be, like, very little, like, true, like, single-player, like, variety on my stream because between fighting games, speedrunning, and music, like, I don't want to, like, stretch my content then. Yeah. And, like, just kind of have it too spread out, stuff like that, so. Yeah. Spreading out too much is not very good, especially for, like, sitting at, like, a growth standpoint. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen, like, so many different, like, tweets and like videos mentioning like especially as like a small streamer sticking to like either like one game or one genre is is huge yes especially for for growth because like you build a community around that type Mm -hmm. of thing yeah no that's actually that you know that's like super huge where it's like you stick to that niche and you're consistent because then it's like when people think about it they're like oh yeah there's this person that's doing this and he's normally live around the summer i wonder if he's still live and he is kind of thing that's like um having that kind of consistency within that is good and spreading out your content too thin like dude be like people who like get big off of like variety like being a small streamer you guys give me the secret bro you guys got you guys got the juice you guys are maximum entertainment give give me the krabby patty recipe yeah if like people are watching you like that you are maximum entertainment yeah exactly for whatever reason <laughs> it's because it, that, that's hard because it's like you know like obviously generally if you get big you are big entertainment value like you are you are entertaining and that's generally always the case like sometimes it's like 
you're not, you, the person, are not entertaining, but your gameplay is. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, um, people will watch pros because their gameplay is entertaining. Watching them play the game and then learning about from them is also entertaining sort of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. some people will say, like, oh, well, this person isn't entertaining. He's just good at the game. How do you get big? And it's like, it's because his gameplay is entertaining. Shut up. Trying to hate on people. It's because he's completely fucking cracked at it. Yeah, he's like, he's bad cracked, and that's fun to watch. It's fun to watch me be cracked at the game. It's also fun to 100%. watch me be bad at the game. But you know, it's like, uh, yeah, we. Yeah, we like like every now and then when I, when I watch Fortnite, I I just see them build like an Eiffel Tower. I'm like, how the fuck are they oh. doing this? I can I can barely make a ramp and walls around it. Build a house for me, IRL, bro. You uh, yeah. you are a whole contemporary <laughs> designer, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> Um, so, so we're actually going to hop into this last segment here, which is actually new to, um, to the stream. It's something that I wanted to do for the last episode, but I, I forgot. I'll be honest. I'll keep it a stack. I completely <laughs> forgot to do it. <laughs> oh, let's go. But what we are doing is we are go- going on to Reddit. All right. And we're grabbing what, and, and we're grabbing would you rather's. Oh my goodness! I have to. Uh, okay, okay. So, actually, would you rather? Yeah. So I pr- wish I forgot this week. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 pretty much what what I what what I'll do is is before the podcast, I'll, I'll look at the the top weekly and grab three. Would you two or three? Would you rather's? I ended up grabbing three because I didn't think we were going to go this long. But you know, what? I don't uh, care. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Long podcast for you guys. If you guys are watching over on YouTube, like like the uh like the video, subscribe uh give it a five star rating on apple Podcasts. i don't know like button is free by the way yeah it's free so it's subscribing smile um but yeah the first question uh would you rather shoot yourself in the foot or have all your internet browsing history be public knowledge uh so it's would you rather shoot yourself in the foot or have all your internet browsing history be public yes I mean, probably have my internet browsing history be public because my shit isn't cap. <laughs> my <laughs> internet browsing history isn't cap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, to be fair, it's like my browsing history is like, it's just like whatever. Like, I don't really fucking look at anything. Yeah, like, I'm pretty much the same way. Like, not not even kidding, before I ended up moving moving out here, I would, like, I I, I wouldn't use, like, incognito or, or, or anything just going on Pornhub. I didn't care. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it a sec. Here like, you go. Like the shameless thing of like, you know, like you know, like what, whether or not like you watch porn or not. It's like, oh, I don't care. Like yeah. it's like they, there could be that kind of shameless thing, or it's just literally like you just don't look up anything. Cap. It's just yeah. What my like, especially so you know, if we talk about like the past like month, it's like again, it's fighting games. Like my if like you, it's like fighting games. It's um like Twitch, just generally watching Twitch streamers, yeah. YouTube watching fucking I, I watch a lot of vtubers you know, just fucking watch the vtubers and shit and like they're like looking up various things about music and all that stuff like that is essentially my like browsing history like yeah. i and then whatever is on twitter like whatever whatever's on twitter so. <laughs> yeah like, like that's pretty much the same with, with like my computer for the most part but like my phone is it's semi-similar but with porn yeah, and you know, yeah, just, <laughs> but, and I mean, and that's fine. And if yeah. you're okay with that, that's fine. Yeah, and like, exactly, it's funny where it's like, oh yeah, let me see your browsing. Let me see what fucking porn you like. It was like a lot of people don't care anyway. It's like, yeah. why? 
you know it's like most it's, people are like yeah go ahead it's like a normal thing at this point like you know i feel like for a lot of people and especially for like generally like if you're like looking at people's like history like you already know what they're into beforehand like yeah you know like it doesn't matter like it's not going to be as interesting as you think you already know what people are into exactly know? like 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 one of the people that i had on the podcast um, a couple episodes ago kyle a not even kidding whenever he was doing something on like his browser or he was showing something on his browser he intentionally left it so that way the um he had Pornhub favorited so it would always show at the top. Oh, that's so sick! And, and he did that intentionally because he knew more people would comment on it, and and it, honestly, it was a godlike strat. No, that's wait, no, 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 wait. Okay, no, like that's crazy. That's, that's actually, actually that's the tech. Big. My man has the IQ on him because he know he's like people are gonna be like, yo, like. Are you good? You down bad? He he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, sir. If he, if he has a favorite, he's like, I'm fine, bro. Yeah. No, that's actually, that, that's so smart. That Dude, that's called viewer engagement. And then you want to know what's going to happen is those people are going to be like, yo, look at this dude's channel. And they're going to watch the video again. And they're going to make their friend watch it. And then if their friend is also a degenerate, they're going to show their other friends. Yeah. And it's just going to keep going. And then just look. Exactly. Smart the winning formula honestly it's the strat bro honestly i have to i need to start doing that speaking of like winning formula i need to start doing that with twitch yeah i feel like i need to have the title game like on lock yes, like sir. i have to have the clickbait titles od because mm -hmm. and i mean we're both pokemon fans so i know that you know shofu yeah shofu's twitch titles are are, are powerful yeah, like like literally when BDSB came out, he was like, "What what's the Ice Type gym leader's name?" Yeah, what's the Ice Type gym leader's name? <laughs> or like, and he like he and he does like you know he does that like all the time basically. Yeah. It's like all of his like um, stream titles are just something like funny or just like something cap so that people can come in and like type in chat and he just like gets the viewer engagement. It's like it's yeah, exactly. He's exactly. I gotta start. I gotta start doing that. Yeah, he he's so like crack when it comes to that people who are good at like thumbnailing titling and all that other stuff is actually insane give me the secret yeah. i'm boring help me <laughs> I, I, I have no content help i'm boring <laughs> all right so so the next one we have here is would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or go to the future to meet your descendants huh Let's see. I would honestly, I would probably go to the future and meet my descendants. I'm far more interested in what the future would be than what the past has already been, sort mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of times it's kind of like you know, you know, we must learn history because we must not, you know, we like learn to allow, let history repeat itself, blah, blah, blah. And like, it would be kind of, it would be really cool to visit like the past and just see like, kind of like what it's like over there and how people were. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like I'm generally far more interested in just the future in general. Yeah. I I'm a hundred percent like the same way with that. Like the past and I'm like, just don't repeat it, you know, which we've been, I feel like we've been close to doing that multiple times already. Yeah. But but like yeah like i'm more interested on like what the future holds and like what it looks like that they repeat our mistakes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, please you know? please don't <laughs> but uh but you know it's like uh and just in general just like just to observe to see how much times have changed because i mm -hmm. feel like that's a lot more 
like that's just something that's more interesting to me is just to see how times have changed as opposed to see what changed with us yeah i'd be like you know it's like man it's like you know this is what we used to do and now this is how this is now exactly like like even if we like hypothetically went back like 10 15 years there there wasn't touchscreen smartphones at the time yeah no. it, it was all flip phone and the slide phone that was that, yeah. that was all it was and, Should I sell blackberries by the way yeah oh my fucking blackberries <laughs> dude <laughs> bro the only way that i had blackberry was was when blackberry was shot and apple got a hold of black of bbm that was the only time I had any Man. sort of interaction with it. <laughs> uh, all right, so we have one last one. Um, would you rather ne- never have sex again or have sex twice each day and it's mandatory? You have to whether or not you want to. Yes. Oh, my God. What kind of fucking question is this? This is Capazole. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean... I don't know, and like, and the weird thing about this is that, like, for me, like, when I look at this, it like doesn't matter. It's like weird because it's like people would look at this and it'd be like, oh, like these are like two different extremes. But I mean, like, really, like, not having sex at all and like having sex like twice a day is kind of like wild. Like, yeah. But like, dude, it's mandatory, bro. Can't it? Like, you know, it's like, what if uh, I didn't feel like it then? Uh, tough. I guess I guess you'll be a bottom that day. I don't know what to tell you. I I guess, bro. It's just like, look, I'm about to fucking go to sleep. I had a long day. <laughs> like, ah, like, uh, not uh, right now. I mean, because it's also like you know, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't. Like, I, it's weird because it's like it's not really like that big a thing. Like, I feel like I wouldn't care about either one. Like, I this isn't like a like I'd be fine with either option. Where it's like, you know, like, if you don't have sex, it's like, okay, like, whatever. Like, you know, you just don't have sex, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you have it twice a day. It's like, sure, all right. But it's not like, you know, if it was like six times a day, it'd be like, holy shit. What <laughs> yeah, you're you like, no, time the fuck like, out. Get me out. It's like, yo, chill. But it's like, it's only twice. You know, it's like only twice. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, that's still like, and honestly, that's still quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah. like, also, it's still, it's not like the amount where you're like actually just like end my life i don't know i'd probably say i think i'd say not at all actually i think i'd say not at all yeah i'd probably say not at all as well just just because my recharge time is quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) so it would literally have to be like first thing in the morning and at night um (laughs) like like they're like people, some people can do just like go twice, two rounds, call it a day. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you do that. It's impressive. I mean, uh, <laughs> be like that when it be like that, especially when it be like that. Yeah, exactly. We are all, we are all very different human beings constructed on the inside. So yeah, exactly. And you like, just gotta take what you can get. <laughs> and like with the never have sex again, I bitch, I still have my hand. I'm fine. See, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or it's just like you know, it's just whatever like yeah. you know if you're not like if like if you're not thinking about it then it's just like okay like whatever you're just gonna do other stuff yeah exactly like, be, like that's like that's my mindset where it's like i feel like with like the twice a day and it's mandatory it's like something that's always in the back of my mind slash i have to like 
make time for it versus like none at all it just doesn't matter it's just a non-entity to my brain exactly it's nothing that you actually have to like try to plan around or something like that yeah mm-hmm. um yeah honestly i think that's probably about it for the for this podcast we've been going for almost an hour and a half so i know yeah this has been a, <laughs> been a bit of a sizable chunker yeah i i just look at the recording time i'm like oh okay we've been going for a bit i need to start getting through this stuff yeah uh so yeah um thank you once again for for joining me on this interview uh soup um and and just and just let, let the people know where they can find you um let's see so i again my twitch twitch.tv slash the superior and then also my twitter that i am starting to use more often that i didn't use for like three years um the superior 292 capital t capital s that's uh that's basically it it's where you can find me there might be uh there might be a youtube in the future but that's that's that'll we'll see let's go youtube i'm pretty sure ross said the same thing like the last episode as well he was yeah. like, there might be a YouTube in the future. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see where the content goes. Like, uh, definitely focusing a little bit more on content versus, like, school-type beat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Recently, just kind of just seeing where it goes. I'm, like, definitely a bit more interested in it than I used to be. So, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, all you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Cinex realize on every social media platform uh literally over over here on youtube i i stream over here now i i haven't streamed on twitch in like a month and it feels pretty lit um yeah if you guys enjoyed it definitely hit that like button comment subscribe if you guys are watching on apple Podcasts, uh give it a five star rating i might read reviews if if those actually come in um and on spotify just just download it because i guess that's how it's tracked on spotify it's really weird but you know uh yeah that's it for this interview i'm saying realize and i'll see you guys in the next podcast bye-bye